The Dave Nemo Show and Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo, are in Indianapolis for the 2022 National Truck Driving and National Step Van Championships, hosted by the American Trucking Associations. This is a special podcast series highlighting the people and happenings of NTDC 2022. From Indianapolis, here's Greg Thompson. Thrilled to have Dan Van Alstein with us here at NTDC 2022. Dan is the President and Chief Operating Officer of Ruan. And Dan, we're back. It's been three years. I was here at NTDC 2019. Never thought that it would be three years. The world has changed immensely since we got together for this event. It truly has. In many ways, certainly not in a great way, but in our industry, when we think about what this pandemic has brought to our industry, it has brought us a spotlight on the great work that professional truck drivers in our industry do. So for this event, for us to take time to celebrate and truly recognize the very best of the best, it's a real treat. And certainly, as we think about losing the last couple of years and not being able to do this, it makes this one even a little more special. So when you walked in here, what was the feeling? I mean, first of all, we're just now sort of getting used to being in groups of people again, right? Yes, yes. I think for the most part, folks are more focused on why we're here. You see some masks uh, probably on a very prudent basis, but for the most part, folks are focused more on the celebration, the competition versus COVID. I think as a society, perhaps we're past that as well. Certainly need to take precautions, but here folks are focused on the right things. Talk to us about what you're seeing with the professional drivers who are gathered here. Talking the best of the best. Watching today's competition, it truly reinforces that the best of the best are here. And I think I'm from the state of Iowa. Ruan is headquartered in Des Moines, which, by the way, we're celebrating 90 years of being in business. So I've had a chance to be a part of the Iowa Motor Trucking Association competition. And seeing this on a national scale as it is now, you truly see this as what it is, which is the very best of the best. 90 years, wow. And I know you just mentioned before we got going, today is a special day for you as well. Today is my eighth year anniversary at Ruan. Incredibly proud to be a part of this brand and the story that Ruan is. Congratulations. Well, tell us a little bit about your background in trucking and your path to being president and CEO of Ruan. Well, I'll age myself here by telling you that I've been in the business for 42 years. I started in 1981 with Schneider National and had just a tremendous career there and had opportunities with other companies. But I've come to appreciate after 42 years that this is an industry that truly does deliver the standard of living we all enjoy. And there's a tremendous sense of pride that I have and that our industry has. And I think, frankly, the professional drivers have of what we do for our economy, what we do for our society. 42 years, man, I had a chief executive one time that told me that a year in trucking is like three years in any other business, so do the multipliers here, we're talking 42 years, you gotta love it, I know you do, tell us why you love this industry. Well, first, thankfully, this is a podcast, so you don't see me and see the dog years I have. You don't look, I'm telling you, man. I can remember early on graduating from college thinking, trucking? I don't know if that's for me. 
now is truly that old expression, it's in my blood. And I have come to, again, I'll sound very old school, I'll probably reflect my 42 years in this industry, but this is very much about people. This is about individuals that are taking accountability, individuals that are wanting to be a part of an organization, a part of a team, to do their very best. And there's something every day that's inspirational and motivating about that, seeing people being their best and wanting to be their best. Again, it sounds cliche, but this is truly an industry that is based on people, and I'm really proud to be a part of it. Well, I know that pride and that commitment in the industry extends beyond your own company because you're part of the American Trucking Association's executive committee, your vice chairman, which means that you are incoming chairman, and so it's countdown to October. Tell us a little bit about your experience with ATA. Of course, NTDC is one of the large events one of the big events with drivers involved yep. with ATA. So talk to us about your experience with ATA, why the industry means so much to you. We talked earlier about Ruan celebrating 90 years. John Ruan, who was the founder of Ruan back in 1932, July 4th, by the way, of 1932, was an early visionary and architect for the American Trucking Association. So in so many ways, Ruan's involvement and my personal involvement is truly reflective of that legacy that John created. So as you said, in October, I will become the chairman and I'm incredibly honored and somewhat intimidated as I look at the past chairs of this great organization people that are completely dedicated to this industry and giving back and so I'm thrilled I'm honored but frankly a little nervous as well because of the legacy and the standards that have been created but I'm fully committed Ben McLean our CEO and Ruan the Ruan family are fully committed to ATA and I'm really proud to be that next ambassador and I know from personal experience because as I mentioned to you during a previous life I worked with somebody who was chairman of ATA, and I know that there is a process that all of the folks that ascend to this position, you go through, there's training, there's support. So talk to us a little bit about that, about what you're learning from the current chairman and the support you're getting on your way as you work on this year getting ready for next year. Great question. Frankly, as I became familiar with what the process was, which is basically a four-year process to get to the chair, I didn't appreciate. I thought, boy, this four years, this is going to be interesting. But I've come to appreciate. You think about what our federation is, it represents 50 states. It represents individual members from those states. And understanding individual leaders in those states, understanding state dynamics is important. Understanding the critical role the ATAA plays in making sure our industry's voice is heard in Washington, D.C. Again, an element, frankly, of my background I didn't have a great deal of exposure to. And then recognizing as well just the role of being an ambassador. You are, for that year, the face of this industry. So I think of Harold Summerford, who is the current chair, and just a great, great example of what this industry represents to our country. Very committed, very dedicated professional that has done a phenomenal job in representing our industry. So as I think about going into the fall, going into October, I've witnessed firsthand his contribution. I've witnessed firsthand the support that he has from Chris Spear and Elizabeth Barna and the rest of the staff at ATA. You're not alone. While you certainly are the face during this year, you are not at all alone in representing our industry. What are you looking forward to? This may be a tough question for you, but fast forward to October, getting into 2023. What are you looking forward to the most during your time as the chairman of ATA? 
I think it really is recognizing at the state level the work being done to try to influence and shape legislation at the state level, understanding the members' needs at the state level. Again, this is a federation that represents 50 states, and so I am excited about learning more and more about individual states. Importantly, I think the position the ATA has in Washington, D.C., I'm excited to help kind of take up that cross and be able to help with moving our agenda forward in Washington, D.C. as well. This has been an incredible time, right, over the last couple of years, because the trucking industry, and I've been involved with it not as long as you, 24 years, and these last couple of years have been incredible. We talked about the response the industry has made to COVID and the fact that the industry is finally getting recognized because we all talked about, well, the trucks don't run, the shelves will be bare. Well, guess what? The pandemic happened and supply chain things happened and the shelves were bare and people started looking and went, wow, we really need these drivers. So what do you see out there right now that are the biggest challenges, the things that you want to try to tackle during your term? A great question that would probably take much longer than our time allows, but frankly, the last couple of years, while it has had effect on every dimension, every part of our lives, both professionally and personally, it has brought to light the important role that we play as an industry. So when I think about image and I think about promoting what we do and who we do it with, I think is a big part of what I'd like to bring to the role. I think as well, we need to attract people. And certainly there's a lot of focus on drivers, a lot of focus on technicians, but we need people. We need talented individuals that are processing freight bills, that are managing drivers, that are managing customer relationships. We have a great industry that offers so many wonderful jobs and so much opportunity for advancement. So I want to make sure that I'm out promoting that because I obviously am biased, but I've seen firsthand over these 40 plus years watching individuals on an entry level basis come into a role and look at them blossom and flourish. I've seen truck drivers that have been behind the wheel that have an aptitude and a desire to get into the office, quote unquote, and I've watched their careers advance and it truly is special and rewarding on a personal level. We need to get that story out. We need to get that narrative out so folks can appreciate that we truly are an essential part of our economy and a great place for personal growth. Well, you're a great example. You just told us you've been involved in this industry 42 years. You haven't gone over and worked in manufacturing or IT, I'm sure somebody with your skills and talents and knowledge could have made moves into different industries. But you've stayed in this industry and you've made a career out of it, so you're almost a walking billboard for that. Well, there's no doubt there are times where there have been temptations outside of our industry, but truly have taken inventory and recognized the equity that you build in the industry, the networks, the connections, and the knowledge. But frankly, the satisfaction that comes with being in this business for so long. I shared the stories about watching individuals grow. That's really important. But again, to see our impact, we haul oxygen that we deliver to hospitals. We have customers that are delivering groceries. And so I see the impact of that, and it's incredibly rewarding, wonderfully satisfying to have that be a part of who I am as a person. And I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the generational change that's happening in the driver force. You and I are of the baby boomer generation on the back end of it. Baby boomers are hit retirement every day. That generation is moving into the latter part. The industry is working on attracting younger people, getting more diverse. Talk to us about that for a moment. 
We talked about the impact of the pandemic and the shutdowns and the spotlight that has come to our industry. I think importantly, our industry has come to recognize as we've seen the imbalance of labor and work. And I think as an industry, we've seen our wages increase over 18% over the last two years, but by far the fastest growing in terms of wage appreciation. But importantly, we're recognizing that we have to have a job that people want, not just the highest paying job, but afford them opportunity for balance. So I know at Ruan, for example, we're looking at schedules, we're looking at when a driver can get home. Putting that predictability and putting that in balance is really important. I think the industry is truly embracing the need for us to say, we can't just put this person out on the road for three weeks without an understanding of when or he or she may be home. So I think that's been a great benefit. I think people are recognizing, shippers including, we've had wonderful opportunities to sit with customers and say, if we can make this schedule change, we can create a much more attractive job, one that's going to allow us to source the right individual and importantly allow to retain that person. And I think that's happening across our industry. So it is certainly about wages, but it's as well, I think, importantly, about making sure individuals have balance in their work lives and predictability. And possibly one of the good things, if we can say a good thing came out of COVID, though COVID is a horrible experience, yet one of the things that happened, and you just kind of referenced it, is we all had to take a step back and pause. No drivers had to go out there and work, and certainly appreciate that. I think one of the things that you just talked about was quality of life. And it's so nice that you're now being able to have conversations with shippers about, you know, get that guy or woman a bathroom or understand that these are people too that have lives we want them to feel good and that's really the pushback for people that are looking at this industry but what about the quality of life and so I think you guys are really working on that and that's an excellent point it is the quality of life and we think about being able to attract a different demographic a different profile we're going to have to have a quality of life. So I think about our industry need to attract diversity, to attract women, for example. We have to create a level of security and safety that is certainly a part of what you described as a quality of life. And I think treatment at receivers, treatment from their companies, treatment from truck stops and waysides, all of that is an important element of what you described as that quality of life. And again, I think the industry has taken that step back, that pause you described, and really looked at, let's just not throw money at this issue. Let's truly recognize that this is a people business and that people want to have work that they can be proud of and importantly, they can feel safe and secure so they truly do have that quality of life you described. Speaking of safety, let's bring it back to this event here, the National Truck Driving Championships. Barry Pottle, three years ago when we interviewed him, we interviewed him on that Saturday when he was chairman of ATA, and he had just congratulated every competitor, all 427 people. That's what's going to happen here tomorrow. You guys are going to get to shake hands, right? I'm sure you're looking forward to that. This is about individual competition, and so the opportunity regardless of whether they've won or not, be able to look them in the eye, shake their hand and say congratulations is something I'm truly looking forward to because it'll be heartfelt, it'll be genuine. The fact that they're here is indicative, a great example that they have in fact won. And for me to be able to look them in the eye and say thank you and congratulations is something I'm really looking forward to. Well, I'm excited to see it tomorrow and I'm really excited for the road ahead for you as incoming chairman of ATA. Dan, thank you so much. Thank you. I've enjoyed it.
Thanks for spending part of your day with Pod Wheels powered by Radio Nemo's coverage of NTDC 2022. Check back with us right here for more of our podcast features as we cover this championship event.